It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are locked in to Locked On Badgers on a Wednesday morning. We are getting ready for Notre Dame on Saturday. It is the middle hump day of Notre Dame week. Joined by Ben Kenny. My name is Asher Lowe. This is the show that brings you all things Wisconsin athletics, football and basketball specifically. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, bring you the insider student perspective filled with stats, special guests, all things Wisconsin sports. Find us on Apple, Google, Spotify. If you're on Apple, make sure you hit that follow button and scroll down and leave a review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us. If you are on Twitter, at Locked On Badgers, the show account, make sure you are following to know when we post episodes, who's going to be on the episodes, what we're talking about, all that good stuff posted on Twitter at Locked On Badgers and our personals at ALOW underscore 33 and at Ben Z. Kenny. Today, it's all about keys to the game from our perspective. Wisconsin Notre Dame, Saturday, 11 Central, 9 Pacific for some. It's Wisconsin-Notre Dame. It's keys to the game. We also have to talk about Quintez Cephas because he absolutely went off. Two career highs yesterday set by the former Badger wide receiver on Monday Night Football, and it was a Packer win, so everybody listening is happy. Best of both worlds. Cephas plays great. Packers win the game, Ben. It was an awesome Monday Night Football scene. We're going to get into all our keys to the game as well on today's show. Good morning. What's up? Do you want to put a music twist on this? Because I tweeted this out earlier and I want to say it on the podcast. Asher, do you know my anthem for the week? Is it allowed on Spotify and Apple? Yes. What is it? So I, I, I don't normally do this, but, you know, I woke up in a mood. I hosted the Bill Michaels show today. We're, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Hosted the Bill Michaels show today. Talked a lot of Packers, obviously, but also got into Wisconsin and Notre Dame. Good for you by Olivia Rodrigo. I we're we're seeing Jack Cohn happy and healthy for Notre Dame. And, and, you know, it's like it's it's a vibe when you think about the setting. I can't play the song, but I, I could sing the song. I think I'm just going to I'm not going to sing the song either. We're not going to do that. But I did I, it on I, radio. That is, today, that is the spirit. I think you think she wrote that about Jack. 
I think if she had been here at this school, I, I would not doubt that that would be the case. Asher, I, I sung it on radio today because Ebo didn't know what the song was. I, I don't know. We were talking about Jack Cohn and the whole thing. I, I was trying to explain to him why there was never a choice between Jack Cohn and Graham Mertz because the whole narrative about after the game, people might say, oh, Paul Chris should have chosen Jack Cohn. It's like, no, that, that is not the case, as we've discussed. So I, I outlined the song. He's like, oh, yeah, I've never heard of it. It's like, what? Do people still not realize that? That there was. Oh, yeah. Oh, there there is a large facet of people that do not realize that at all. So what were some of the calls you got today surrounding that or over the week? What are some of the calls you've gotten surrounding Mertz and Cone and Mertz versus Cone and Cone should have been the guy that they chose and all that? Well, we didn't get many calls today because our phones were broken. Long story. That would, yeah, that would happen. But text Part line, it, what do you got? What do you got going on there over the uh, Twitter comments? Uh, we're live on twitch.tv. So there's also those comments on there. And there was a lot. I, th- the thought is one, why did Jack Cohn dress for the second half of last season? You know, like there could have been an opportunity for him to come back, which I don't think was true. I think he already knew he was transferring by then. And also Chase Wolf was still the guy coming in. Like Cohen wasn't going to come back and play. And they said, yeah, but like they still could have gone to him after and done something to keep him around and maybe had him compete this year, which like I, I agree. Jack Cohen, I think, would have won the job entering the year, but he was never going to be here. Like, like that was just never a realistic possibility. But it, Asher, it's a storyline that's inevitable at this point because it's our, like like the legs are running and, and people have, have literally run a marathon with it so far. It is inevitable and it's also wrong. And it kind of disappoints me that we still have this whole Paul Christ made the wrong choice as if he had any choice at all, which he didn't. And I Ben, I couldn't really say it better than I tried to write it at Badger's Wire. I tried to write the whole timeline. I know you reposted that today, but if you guys haven't read that article, check it out at badgerswire.com. Uh, an opinion piece on Mertz, Cone, that whole timeline, just reminding people what the order of events were, because I think people sometimes forget about the foot injury entirely then and kind of forget why he didn't play last year they forget when it was clear he was transferring which was not at the end of the year that was clear way before then uh no i believe that was before the iowa game yeah it it was it was actually announced i think before the iowa game pretty much i i know i think it was announced officially but i think it was somebody said something that was trustworthy i forget that that could be the case but it wasn't Um, announced by the team or anything Asher, do you think the uh, the FCC or whatever regulators in this whole industry will will be on my case if I play uh, good for you right now? Yes. Do you think that's allowed? Yes. And funny right. story about that, I once got busted for playing Hotel California, and I didn't even have the lyrics in it. It was just that beginning guitar part, <laughs> and I got busted for it on a WSUM podcast. Shout out Madison, Wisconsin Student Radio over at University of Wisconsin, WSUM. But before my days as sports director, I was a freshman radio DJ, and I got busted for – or a sports uh, host, really, not a radio DJ. But I got busted for a podcast, Ben, because you're allowed to play music on the radio. But I got busted because it was a podcast and it was going on Spotify. And I opened it with Hotel California. So I've been fool. down that road before. It's not one you want to go down. They will come after you. Yeah, whatever. I'm excited for Saturday, man. We've now spent a lot of time without any keys to the game being given. <laughs> so let's give a couple keys to the game here as we continue, roll on and get back on the rails on this Wednesday edition of Locked on Badgers. So, Asher, I wanted to take a lens with this and go into five statistics that will define the game because it's really the same conversation you have around this. To me, there are five key areas. When you look at Wisconsin, you look at Notre Dame, you look at the matchup, 
that Wisconsin just has to win if, if they're going to come away victorious on Saturday. The first one, pressuring the quarterback. And some of these are, are obvious, like you win football games if you pressure the quarterback. But given the context that we've talked about with Notre Dame's tackles being turnstiles and not being good, I saw up at Fighting Irish Wire, our colleagues over there, they said on the new Notre Dame depth chart for this week, there's actually an or designation at left tackle. It's either Tosh Baker, who played last week, or Michael Carmody, who had played previously. It's just a position, Asher, that's not figured out. And, and they've been bad. So Wisconsin gets Leo Chanel back. I, I think he's going to play with his absolute hair on fire because not only did he miss the first couple of weeks, like he, he just hasn't played football since Wake Forest. So Wisconsin's front seven as a whole, Isaiah Mullins, Henningsen, Keanu Benton, Herbig Burke, Sanborn, Chanel. I, I mean, that's a dominant front seven. I think it's one of, if not the best in the Big Ten. And they have a winnable matchup now in terms of pressuring Cone. And, and we watch Cone play for a year and a half. We know what happens when he gets pressured and his rhythm is thrown off. So that's first and foremost for me. Uh, and, and it's a battle I think the Badgers can win. Cone reminds me in that way a little bit of a Jared Goff where you watched him last night, Ben. And when he was comfortable, it was because he had 25 seconds to throw the ball. They also look a little bit similar mechanically in some ways, actually. Some of their throws look a little bit similar to me. Uh, anyway, he had all day yesterday, right, in that first half to just sit there, make any read he wanted to, and just literally spend 20 seconds in the pocket. And if Cone can do anything close to that, Wisconsin's in a lot of trouble because he's a more accurate passer 15-plus yards down the field than people give him credit for. Everybody gives him credit for being that short, accurate thrower, but he's a better accurate thrower than that. He's actually pretty good and accurate going down the field as well, especially when he has time not the most elusive guy in the world, but somebody that, but hey, a little, a little bit more elusive than people think as well. But somebody that definitely, if you get to him, uh, it changes a lot because he's a rhythm guy and, and most quarterbacks are, and he's a rhythm thrower and he's a guy that will rely on sitting in the pocket. And when you're a rhythm thrower that sits in the pocket, that sprays the ball around, and especially when you're playing, Ben, a defense that nobody's shown the ability to run against for a long time, like not just this year, even last year, barely showed the ability to run against this defense. When Wisconsin got torched last year, it was still pretty much through the air, mostly. Uh, and, and that continues back to 2019. That continues back to 2018. That's a Jim Leonard staple over the past four or five years since we've been in Madison, Ben. So if you can't run and you're getting pressure, where does Notre Dame go? Yeah, what are you going to do? I, I kind of like that golf comp, I, especially just in terms of rhythm. Because, I, I mean – they are different quarterbacks and in, in obviously their arm talent and a lot of other things, but just in terms of pure like pocket statue, if you will, even though cones a little more athletic than that, the, the rhythm plays such a big part in their success. Goff's an accurate thrower as well, who isn't great with a hand in his face. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So you just mentioned uh, my second stat slash second key. It's Kyron Williams, Notre Dame running back his yards per carry. We know Jim Leonard's defense is awesome against the run. How they, I mean, they even shut down Noah Kane in that game against Penn State. He had one big chunk run in the second half, I think 34 yards. He had 50-ish, 51-ish total yards. I think if you take that one run away, he's down in the teens. Like they were tremendous up front against Penn State. Kyron Williams is better than Noah Kane. He's one of the best backs in the country. 46 carries on the year, Asher. 211 yards, two touchdowns, 4.6 yards a carry, and a lot of production through the air. 
But listen to this. So on Saturday against Purdue, I, I was mentioning how Notre Dame found those big strikes. He had, uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. This is for his whole year, not only Purdue, but it, it includes a chunk play from that. I just mentioned his yearly stats, but that broken down, two of those carries went for 94 yards. The remaining 44, Asher, 2.6 yards a carry. 45 of his rushing yards have come on two carries this year. A huge touchdown against Purdue, like a, a Marshawn Lynch type run was one of them. So, I mean, this is it all goes down to the Notre Dame front, but it's one that has struggled to create holes for him. I, like, I'm not putting that on him. That's Notre Dame's front, not giving him much of a chance. But that's another winnable matchup for Leonard. And this ties back to Cone as well, because they play a, a similar concept to try to get Cone into advantageous situations. They try to pound Williams on first and second down, get Cone into a third and five, third and six, where like those are the situations he's so good at. So that Kyron Williams yards per carry is going to be huge because they can shut him down like they shut Noah Kane down and get pressure on Jack Cone, which is the sentence you said like five, six minutes ago. Like that's that's how they absolutely shut out the Notre Dame offense with something I will get to later. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 100% welcome bonus to bet on all things football, Ben. Wisconsin minus five and a half right now against Notre Dame Hmm. over at BetOnline.ag. That's a lot of points for a game that I think we all feel is going to be relatively even on paper. I think they need to listen on Friday to see how I feel about that because I have a strong feeling, Asher. So do I. Actually, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on to get a 100% welcome bonus when you sign up. 100% welcome bonus. So that's doubling your initial deposit right away just by signing up with the promo code locked on. All caps, no spaces. Locked on is the promo code. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Back to keys to the game as we get ready for Wisconsin and Notre Dame. Quick primer for the week because we just teased it a little bit with that betonline.ag read. We got Nick Shipkowski coming on tomorrow. He is the man over at Fighting Irish Wire, site editor for USA Today Sports' Notre Dame coverage. And on Friday, Ben already teased it a little bit, but not only will we pick the game against the spread and tell you why, we'll also just kind of tell you how each of us feel this game goes, who plays well, uh, just, just predicting the game as a whole. Asher, my third key to the game, I, I'm not going to say it. I, if I said to you, as someone who covers Wisconsin and knows what's been happening with this team, what do you think a, the biggest thing for this Badger team is? What have they struggled the most with through two weeks? Because it's obvious. Handing the ball off. Well, that plays into it, but. The red zone. The red zone. Yeah. It's, I, like, it sounds so obvious, but it's how they lost week one. I want to and stop talking about this forever. I, I hope this week puts this to bed. So badly. Oh, I, I need Mertz to throw for two or three touchdowns and just shut everyone up, including myself and, and like including us. Oh, yeah, uh, we do like, it a lot. I, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy there. 
I, I do it all the time. Talk about that. Yeah. As but numbers wise, Asher through three halves of football, we're taking away the second half against Eastern Michigan, Wisconsin, nine of their 18 offensive drives reached the red zone. And we know that only one of the first five was put in for a down. one of four against Penn state, obviously lost in the game. And then you have that, uh, snafu on the uh on the goal line the merch tripping malusi and then they get stopped against eastern michigan it's just been like like you lose games that's like it's simple math three or zero is significantly less than seven in the grand scheme of it so i like if wisconsin isn't scoring touchdowns on at least 60 to 70 percent of their red zone possessions i like borderline even more i'll stop you right there ben 67 percent touchdowns is what you're asking for They've scored on 50% of their red zone possessions. Scored. I'm not talking about touchdowns. I'm talking about any points. 50%, 5 of 10 right now in the red zone in terms of scoring a point. And that includes Braylon Allen's touchdown. So you take that away like when the game was over and and it's even worse. So I I mean, one, they're obviously not going to win, but it's it's just something that this team will not be able to actually go places until they figure that out. Yeah, 100%. Completely agree there. A couple keys on my end, Ben. I think that two of the three running backs being extremely productive is important. It's not just about Malusi. I think Wisconsin needs either Berger or Isaac Grundo to be really good, uh, if not break open one or two big, big runs. And I'm not sure who it's going to be. Heck, it could be Grundo and Berger. I, you never know. Although I think Malusi is going to get more carries than both combined. So it's, it's just likely that one of those two We'll have to step up and be that next guy. Uh, we know how many burgers going to get, right? 15. Is, is it already uh, yeah. a lock? I have a question for you. If, if there was a line out right now that said Jalen Berger over under 15 carries, would you take the push? Because I think I would. I would take the push. Yeah. I would take the exact he's on a snap push. count. He's it's on a crazy he's on a count. It's he's five games, count. Asher. Yeah, he's on a pitch count. Uh, 15 carries. You know the deal. You know the drill. Uh, no yeah, such one for me. That's a big one for me. A second running back stepping up as we saw against yes, Eastern Michigan. How much can we take it seriously? I don't know, but all four running backs played really well in that game uh, by, by my estimation. And I don't think Wisconsin had the offensive line play to, and obviously didn't have Jalen Berger in week one to make that a difference. The running game, a difference because the running game was good. It just wasn't great enough to be, you know, a sideshow going on. So hopefully there's no sideshows going on. All three of them can play. All three of them get their double digit carries and Wisconsin runs the football effectively with two of the three, at least because three of the three also could play well. All three of those guys could have big games, but you know where it starts for Wisconsin's offense. We can talk about Mertz all day. We can talk about the red zone all day. It starts with running the damn ball. Asher, I think this lines up to be a big Jalen Berger game. I just feel it. Like, like the, and we'll get into that on, on Friday, but I, I agree. He's one of the guys I think that's going to have his biggest game of the three so far. I think he's going to have his best game of the season. As I said on yesterday's episode, the guy to watch on that Notre Dame defense defending the run, Myron Tagovailoa Amosa. He's, oh, he's got, been an absolute. He somehow beast. found a way to get you to say that name again. <laughs> I, I'm saying it a lot. Because he's an absolute animal up front. Asher, here's a stat for you. Graham Ertz has started nine games in college now. Do you know Wisconsin's record when he throws an interception? I'm going to guess. Well, how many of them has he thrown an interception in? Well, seven? No, that Eight? would kind of ruin it. Asher, they're 0 4, which the math adds up. They are 
five and zero when he does not throw an interception. Now I'm going to group fumbles into this. I'm going to group failed handoffs and, and and all those mistakes we saw. I mean, he he simply just cannot throw the ball to Kyle Hamilton. That is how Wisconsin can even throw away a great performance on defense and and great performance by the running back. Graham Mertz makes a boneheaded decision or two to Kyle Hamilton. So speaking of Kyle Hamilton, Ben, I think I got the best Paul Chris quote of the season so far. The most Paul Chris quote talking about Kyle Hamilton. Here's the, here's the Chris quote from Monday's press conference. Quote, he's talented, right? My history is that you focus too much on one guy. And, you know, you want to rob Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> what the hell? You know, Asher, when you when you face that's a the talented team. Heard. That, that, that's the most Paul Chris thing. You want to rob Peter to pay Paul. I mean, he's talented, right? A sideshow going on. That's my favorite. Asher, you know, when you play a talented team, they're going to have some talented players, but you just appreciate the opportunity to have talent on your team to face their uh, uh, their their team. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I just appreciate the opportunity to answer these questions. You know, I know that this is a, a return game for Jack Cohn and all that, and that, that's going to be, you know, a, b- a big story for sure. A lot of excitement around that. This isn't a fo- it's another football game. It's another football game. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do what I've done since I was a little kid, go out there and play some football and have some fun. I mean, it's another game. Uh, no different emotions. Nothing's different. Just another game of football in between the lines. Once I, once I get out on that field, everything, all bets are off. You know what I mean? That was, that's a lot more than he usually gives. Asher, my final stat, which I is one of my favorite going into the game, it ties back to week one, as so much of this does. Notre Dame against Purdue. I, I mentioned that they were connecting on big plays. They had three touchdowns in the contest. A Kyron William 39-yard touchdown reception where it was fourth and three. He really just caught it and, and ran it. Avery Davis, 62 yards from Jack Cohen over the top. And then Kyron Williams, 51-yard rush. That is three touchdowns, which average over 50 yards away from the end zone. That's how they scored against Purdue. Purdue did a really good job on the line of scrimmage for the most part and shutting them down. And then, boom, they hit those big strikes. We saw Penn State do it to Wisconsin week one. Wisconsin was so good, really, in every facet of the game, except for giving up a couple big plays, which were backbreakers. So, again, tying back to week one, what does Wisconsin have to do better? It's just not, A, the coverage gaffes. I think they have to keep a, a safety high pretty much the whole game because uh, Avery Davis can run by him, and Cone likes to throw those boundary routes that a safety could, in theory, get there to cover. But I, it's, it's the Notre Dame big plays that even if you play so well against their offense, they could still hit you with them. And the safeties can't get completely lost on a player too, Ben. You can have the safety high, but that safety needs to communicate, make sure somebody tracks a Jahan Dotson-like receiver uh, going long because Wisconsin, like you said, had a couple of those mishaps in week one that ended up costing them the game. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the game. Nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for absolutely everyone. And you can get every single flavor I just mentioned in a Built Bar mixed box. You get two of each of those nine flavors. Every bar packed with 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams net carbs, all tasty, all healthy, nine amazing flavors, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, 15% off your first order. LOCKED15 is the promo code at BuiltBar.com for 15% off your first order, LOCKED15. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Fantasy football, fantasy sports in general, Ben, made 
easy. So it's daily fantasy, sure, but it's not just normal daily fantasy. What Prize Picks does is they offer you college football props, NFL as well, you know, NBA as well, but we're talking college football here. College football props, you can pick two to five players, and then instead of picking them and just having them calculate points, you are playing against the computer. You're not playing against another person. You're playing against that computer number of what they're projected to get over under on a certain value. So say uh, it's Graham Mertz throwing over under 200 yards, Ben, against Notre Dame. You can take that over or under at prize picks. And you have all you have to do is name your odds at prize picks. And if you win, you win. You're playing against that over under projection. Prize picks is safe. Offers fast withdrawals. Entry can be made in 60 seconds or less. You can even combine sports. Heck, you could take Mertz and Rogers' overs together uh, this weekend if you wanted to. You want a pro pick for this weekend? Jack Sanborn plus Leo Chanel over everything. Jack, you heard it here first. Doesn't matter what they're over. Over absolutely anything for Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel. Prizepicks.com or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prizepicks, daily fantasy made easy. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Let's close, Ben, with any final thoughts on keys to the game and then get into a little bit about Quintez Cephas's career night because we got to talk about it. Monday Night Football, Packers got the win, thankfully. They needed it and they got it. And Quintez Cephas on the other side of the ball with the Lions absolutely balled out. Final thoughts. I, I don't have any now, but I will give my final thoughts on what I think will happen on Friday. Um, I, the more I look into it, Asher, I just think there are so many ways for Wisconsin to win the game as I'm outlining up front, uh, in e- even with their offensive line, but there are also so many opportunities and places where they can lose the game. I see this, like the narrative so similar to Penn state. So, so we'll see what they do. And a, a lot of it obviously falls on the quarterback. A lot of it does fall on the quarterback. And that could probably be said about not just Wisconsin side, Notre Dame side as well. And the quarterback battle is the story, Ben. I know. Who's their quarterback? I don't know. Is oh. it uh, Danny Vandenboom? I, I I think I need to go check their depth chart quickly. I'll, I'll All right, be right check back. it out. Check it out. Get back to me. But first, we'll talk about Quintez Cephas before you go check that. Depth. Oh, it's Jack Cohn. Uh, <laughs> Quintez Cephas, Ben, went off last night. And it was all pretty much on the first drive. Had the opening touchdown, torched Kevin King. Sorry, Packers. That's probably a a triggering name right now. But hey, I rooted for the Packers last night, but I also rooted for Quintez. And we got, we went two out of two there. Quintez had a great game, had four catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Ben, those numbers, both career highs for Quintez Cephas. Jared Goff and him forging a nice connection. He also almost had the greatest catch of all time. That's what I want to talk about. So, I mean, first of all, Packer fans, Eric Stokes is better than Kevin King anyway. So, at least that's a good sign. If Kevin King's helmet, now I I don't want to go on a Kevin King rant, but man, if his helmet was not just perfectly positioned to keep Cephas from bringing that ball in, that would have been the greatest catch in NFL history. I have no problem saying that. Oh, Be- oh Odell did it. It was cool. But guess what? There was nobody touching him 
Quintez Cephas was double covered going up over two dudes and almost brought it in over them. You know why it was insane. Why? Because he runs a six second 40. Oh, yeah. it's the 40 time. It's uh, a yeah. fifth round pick. What a slow. joke. What an absolute so joke. Couldn't bring it in. I, I don't know how he fell that deep. But hey. Well, the Lions finally do something right, and they bring in this dude. I mean, all he does is play well. Yeah, he's crazy. And he barely, and he barely played a ton, obviously, because of the issues he had at Wisconsin. We know the stories. Don't have to go back into those. And yet, every time he was on the field, he dominated in the biggest games too. Ben, he was best in the biggest games. Yeah, I those two those two catches on that drive against Minnesota, mm-hmm. Wisconsin's up, I believe, ten to seven. Like it is a tightly contested game. It, Wisconsin's backed up and he just goes deep over the middle. So I think for some reason they put a linebacker on him, which, you know, probably doesn't work well, but Hey, you might want to, cause he runs an eight second 40 cone drops it in the bucket. Wisconsin moves a little more. And then that uh, deep ball. Oh no, it was to the sideline first. Excuse me. The first one was to the sideline. The second one was over the middle, over the linebacker. I, I mean, those are two of my favorite plays from the last like three or four years watching Wisconsin football. As always, Ben, on Wisconsin, we will see you guys on Thursday with a crossover episode featuring FightingIrishWire.com's Nick Shipkowski. And then on Friday, because Ben and I both feel very strongly about this line and this game, we will give you our predictions for Wisconsin and Notre Dame. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.